Kawhi Leonard is now a Toronto Raptor, and we have lots to cover about this deal. I feel like Kyle and I are going to have different opinions because you are somewhat of a Raptors fan, you would say. Yeah, have been in the past. Have been in the past. Have ties to the team. Yeah, have had periods of non-commitment. For sure. But that's where my NBA fandom started, Okay, as a Raptors fan. Yeah. And so I understand like you woke up to the news pretty abruptly this morning. Yeah, woke up, turned the phone, turned my phone back on, had 35 text messages and uh, several Woj bombs on the, on the front screen there, and pretty quickly figured out that Kawhi had been, uh, had been traded. And uh, yeah, got up. Kind of was thinking about the trade for a little bit, just kind of like processing it. I saw like the return. Obviously, yeah. we'll get we'll dive into it a little deeper, and then uh, had about thirty more text messages within ten minutes of people breaking down the trade for me and my text messages. But um, yeah, a really a really interesting deal, and I think different than um, different than kind of any Kawhi deal that we could have we could have designed ourselves or thought up ourselves. And uh, yeah, I'm interested to hear your takes too. Um, yeah, a big deal, a big shake up in the NBA. Big shakeup for sure. And so just to go over the details for people, you know, have just seen the headlines. So the deal was DeMar DeRozan and Jakob Pertl of the Toronto Raptors are going to the San Antonio Spurs for Kawhi Leonard, uh, Danny Green, and a first-round pick for next year, top 20 protected. That's going to the Spurs. To the Spurs, yeah. yes. And if it is if it is in the top 20, it will become two second-round picks, Yeah, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. So... Yeah, I mean, initially when I saw the news this morning, I thought right away, okay, the Spurs won this deal. Hmm. Just because for me, there's so many different question marks with Kawhi. You know, the fact that nobody has seen him play since February. And when I say like nobody's seen him play, I'm not just talking like, in it. I know in February he played a game, uh, or well, he played nine games this past season. But no one, there's not even like a f- footage of him shooting the ball or doing a workout you know, no summer league or, well, not summer league, but like Drew League, anything like that. There's been no actual content of him playing basketball. And so that is obviously concerning to me. The fact that, you know, San Antonio, it it became very clear that he was not going to be a spur next season, that they made that so adamant being the franchise that they are. But yeah, let's, do you want to start with the Spurs? Let's, let's start with the Spurs. Sure. Yeah, we can talk about. Yeah. So for me... The Spurs, I think, with this move, first of all, DeRozan seems like a, a Spurs player. I think he's, you know, malleable to fit into their system. He provides, you know, instant offense. Um, obviously, like, has, you know, his struggle with the three-point shot, which I imagine that they'll ask him to, to shoot more of. But I really like his fit. I think, you know, he can fit into the starting role. He has a good, like, younger cast around him. Some older fellows, but... I think, you know, he's going to provide great offense for them. Pirtle doesn't shoot threes. Probably the first white guy, mm. tall white guy on the Spurs that hasn't been able to shoot threes. Other than Boban. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I knew you'd be upset when you forgot that. Yeah, Boban. Man. He's doing well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boban's doing well in, De- in uh, where- Clippers. Clippers. <laughs> I almost said Detroit. Oh, dear. I wanted... Okay, sorry. little tangent. I wanted him to go to the Clippers. I still think Kawhi. I still oh, want to. Why? Okay. I still. I still want Kawhi to go to the Clippers. We'll see what happens. Uh, back to Pirlo. Doesn't shoot threes. He only shot two threes last season. Made one of them, but I just. I feel like they're gonna ask him to, you know, play to his strengths, play defense, 
you know, soak up some minutes for Aldridge, um, you know, given that Aldridge, Aldridge is healthy next year. But yeah, what do you, what do you think? How do you think the Spurs are going to respond to these two pieces? Hmm. Yeah. So I think, I think this trade made me realize that the Spurs, the Spurs aren't done competing right now. Yeah. They want to still be competitive right now. Obviously they're not championship competitive, but they probably weren't even with Kawhi on their team. So I think they want to stay competitive. They want to continue to try and win games. And uh, they chose this package over, you know, packages that would have involved more younger, younger players. Um, I think the Spurs, the Spurs did okay in mm-hmm. this trade. Uh, getting DeRozan, who I think is one of the 25 best players in the league. I don't know if he's any in any higher tier than that for me. Okay. But I think he's probably, maybe just on the outside of the top 20 players. Yeah. Um, so he is, he is a great player. His contract's not awful. Uh, and he still is quite young, coming into the league at 19. And uh, you get Pirtle, that was probably, the se- in my opinion, the second best prospect on the Raptors, other than OG and an Obi. So, uh, yeah, I think they did, o- they did okay here, and they move on from, move on from Leonard. Yeah. Get some good character guys, too. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and again, like, <coughs> DeRozan, very malleable. Pirtle is only two years in the league, very malleable into their system. <laughs> they, do, they do seem like they can fit the system. I know in previous pods I've talked about how you know, I had a hard time like envisioning like Alonzo Ball, you know, fitting into the Spurs system. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure a lot of people would, you know, push back on that saying that he would. But I don't know. I just with the baggage and all those different things, I feel like these two guys really are going to fit into the Spurs nicely. And yeah, you said it perfectly. They want to contend. They're, yep. they're almost, it almost seems like they're trying to not enter like a full rebuild mode. You mm-hmm. know, when, oh, for sure. When Parker left and then they're like, oh, Kawhi's leaving. They, uh, you didn't think that like a, a top twenty player or a superstar would be entering the scene in San Antonio. Yep. But nonetheless, Rosen is, and you know they really I think have good young talent. And so I want to talk about a little bit about the draft picks. You know everyone's like, uh, oh why didn't they take other offers or you know young talent or, but one thing that I, I tweeted this out a long time ago and I've been very adamant in saying this the Spurs know how to draft well mm-hmm. the Spurs the San Antonio Spurs do not need any help drafting their players they don't need your draft pick your second round pick top 20 protected top, you know they know how to draft so really like when you're putting you know pretty average draft picks out they're not really the, the, I don't think like the San Antonio Spurs look on that look at that and, and they're gonna say oh we're going to bite on that. We're gonna, we need those draft picks because I think they do such a good job at drafting. And so this section of the show is where Nate likes to do a little research of a few irrelevant facts and okay. a little bit of conspiracy theory. So the San Antonio Spurs know how to draft. So obviously Ginobili comes to people's minds, second yep. round, 57th pick. I have a theory that the Spurs... Are like always are you know have been in the playoffs stuff like that they're always consistently good, but I'm gonna read uh, these these draft picks and all of these draft picks are either are either gonna be the 28th or 29th pick in the first round of an NBA draft. Okay. Tony Parker. Yep. First 28th overall. Dejounte Murray first 29th overall. Uh, Derek White first 29th overall last yep. year's draft. Corey Joe first 29th overall. Tiago Splitter, Splitter, first 28th overall. Leandro Barbosa, first 28th overall. That's a random fact. Um, but it just shows, like, all those players had a good career in San Antonio. They all, you know, did decent things. Uh, mo- like, mo- well, minus the young guys, most of those guys are, you know, are champions. 
and I think they just draft really well. And so having the the Raptors draft draft pick is great for them. And I would just be even if the draft picks go south and they they do they don't end up being a first round pick and they do become do end up becoming two second rounders, I still think San Antonio has the best chance of turning those into something magical. Mm-hmm. So I really think they stole something a little subtly, but yeah. Yeah, as much as much as much of a steal as getting a, a top twenty protected first round pick is, um, to me, I, I fully expect that pick's gonna go next year. I yeah. don't really see a path to the Raptors being no not one of the ten best teams in the NBA. So yeah, I think the pick's gonna go. Like, yeah, it's valuable, but I don't care how good your scouting staff is, you know, in a lot of cases you're still probably only finding role players. Yeah. Come that part of the draft. Sure. Um, but isn't that just what the Spurs are? Just yeah, a bunch of for sure. Players, like, right? I, I think the draft has changed a lot since Parker was picked 28th overall. Was it 28th for Parker? 28th, yeah. yeah. The draft's changed a lot since then. Yeah. Um, especially with international players being better recognized. Yeah. So... To me, this is, like, the first superstar that the Spurs have, like, not drafted. That they've traded for. In DeRozan, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, Tim Duncan... They drafted him first overall. But as far as like trades and transactions or signings, I don't think the San Antonio Spurs have signed, you know, as a big name, as a, as a relevant player as DeMar Rosen to date. Yeah. You're pretty much right. Yeah. I, I, like Gasol, big name. Big name. When they signed him. Probably not of the level of player that uh, yeah. that DeRozan is now. So he he was part of the, he got traded from the Bulls, right? Paul Gasol. Yes. Yeah. Was he traded to them? I think so. Yeah. Powell was an all-star when he was with the Bulls. Yeah, that um, was at the the end of the Derrick Rose era, the start of the Jeff Hornick yeah. era. Did I say that right? Jeff, yeah, Jeff um, Hornacek? Hornacek. Is that, is that how you say yeah, it? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, we're getting on a t- little tangent here. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's talk about DeRozan a bit. DeRozan obviously was pretty pissed. Yeah, he's upset. He's upset, <laughs> rightfully so. What was he, nine years with the Raptors? Yep. And, you know, came in a very rugged product. Um, came in, could not shoot for, for anything. I remember, I think I, I saw a game this rookie years against the Knicks when Al Harrington and Nate Robinson were the best players on the Knicks, uh, if you can think back that far. And I remember seeing this, you know, DeRozan, everyone's kind of excited. It seemed like really, like a lot skinnier at that time. Oh, yeah. Had a terrible jump shot. I remember it didn't look good at all. And, yeah, he really has, you know, grown up and honestly formed into the one, one of the, I think he's probably top five shooting guards in the NBA. Yeah. I, I would yeah. say that. I'd have to think about it hard, but he'd, yeah. be right, he'd be right there for me. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, anyways, uh, mm-hmm. top five, at least for sure top ten. Oh, For oh, sure top ten. I think probably pretty close to top five. Yeah. And so... The report was from Chris Haynes that he wasn't, at Summer League, he was informed that he wasn't going to be traded. He met with the Raptors, yeah. Yeah, and they, and they said... They didn't believe he'd be traded at that yeah. time. And then a lot of people, are, like I think, forget that at the beginning, or a couple of weeks before the offseason, Masai Jiri had said, like, no one on the Raptors roster is safe. Yeah. So, obviously, like, mixed reports, and maybe he just said that as kind of like a PR blanket statement to... For a situation like this, to to kind of, you know, have some some ammunition to people that are clapping back at him for for trading him, but 
yeah, and then there's obviously been this this Twitter fiasco of loyalty, and you see guys like Lou Williams, Terrence Ross, Damari Carroll, all these guys are tweeting out, you know, loyalty's dead, all this stuff. Isaiah Thomas, you know, playing the victim again, mm-hmm. saying loyalty's dead. Look at me. But Masai Jiri's like is about wins, and you know, frankly, like basketball is about wins, and yes, I it does suck, and I I think. You know, frankly, it's it's tough to see a player go. And I've had, you know, be, I had beef with Tony Parker leaving because of that same concept of loyalty. You know, I, I, I like when a player is loyal to an organization that's been good to them, especially if they only play for one team. And so, yeah, like loyalty, you know, you can take it with a grain of salt or not. He's gone and what didn't leave on good terms. But, with, like, do you think that that will affect how he plays in San Antonio or his attitude going into it, or I know that Kawhi, uh, sorry, DeRozan and, and Pop are going to be chatting at the Team USA's yep. mini camp. Do you think they're gonna, there's going to be kind of rebuilding of some, some bridges or? I think, I think DeRozan's a pro, you know, I think he's a pro and I think he's going to pretty quickly, he's going to adapt and, and go into that situation and be ready to play. And of course is, you know, yeah, he's hurt. He's upset, right? Yeah. You know, he, he could have, he could have gone anywhere he wanted, including back home to play in L.A. a few years ago when he hit free agency and he re-signed with the Raptors. It was financially beneficial for him to do so, but he mm-hmm. still re-signed with the Raptors. And uh, I think he's hurt, but in the end, it's a business and you got to accept it and you got to move on to your next challenge and try and uh, and try and be a great player for the for the Spurs. Yeah. By no means is he a complainer at all. And I think he's going to... I'm sure he'll he'll grieve a bit in the summer, and it's gonna suck for you know his friends and family. But at the end of the day, I th- I think he'll be he'll be okay in San Antonio for sure. And again, I I say this a lot, but San Antonio world class organization. They're gonna take care of him. They're gonna oh yeah. They're gonna uh, you know make him feel welcome, and and I'm sure Spurs fans are rejoicing. Um, shout out Noah Postman if he's <laughs> if he's listening. Um, let's move to the Raptors. Sure. So. Yeah, like I said at the beginning of the pod, for me, there's a lot of question marks for Kawhi. Uh, one, like he hasn't played in so long. You know, the abruptness of his departure to San Antonio, all these things. And, yeah, I know and I know. there's, you know, kind of two sides to the coin. Some people are like, oh, you know, he's going to come back. He's going to dominate. Other people mm-hmm. are like, wait a minute. Like, you don't know he's going to dominate or he's going to sit out for the year. What do you think of... Like the idea of him, you know, if he returns, what do you expect? Do you do you expect him to be sitting out? No, right? No, I I expect one. I expect he's going to join the Raptors and play for the Raptors. That's that's yeah. the first thing. Yeah, I do expect him to show up and start playing for the Raptors. And uh, you know, I don't want to come out and say I think he's going to return to the you know third in MVP voting uh, player that he was two years ago. Um, cause that's hard to, that's hard to say, right? We haven't seen him play in a year, basically. Um, I expect, I expect him to be really good mm-hmm. still. I expect him to be an all-star again next year. He's probably the best player in the Eastern Conference now. I think he's probably the best player in the East now. And, uh, I expect him to, to be at that, to be at that level. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't, like, I wouldn't come out and say, I think he's going to, you know, I think he's going to return. I think he's going to win MVP, which is what I would have said going this time last year. If he hadn't been hurt, I would have said he's my favorite to win MVP uh, 12 months ago. So I don't think he's quite at that level, but I expect him to return and be an all-star and be the best player the Raptors fans have ever seen wear, wear yeah. a Raptor uniform. Yeah, and oh, even... 
and I'll say one more thing, just to going back to you're talking about DeRozan and the loyalty. Yeah. You know, for sure, yeah, it's a business. He's been traded. I do hope that the Raptor fan that's left in me, I, I hope nobody ever wears number 10 again. Yeah. I hope number 10 goes into the Raptors uh, in Toronto and is retired and never worn again. Yeah. Yeah. He deserves it. For me, he's, he's the greatest Raptor of all time. Yeah. For contributions to the, like, to the city and to the team, yes. Yeah. Um, Carter, Revolution. Vince and T-Mac better pure players than he was at okay. their at their primes. Probably Bosch too, nearing the end of his Toronto years. He was a better player in the scheme of the NBA at hmm. the time yeah. than DeRozan. But for what DeRozan did, still like 3,000 points ahead of anybody for yeah, that's right. leading scorer in the franchise yeah. all the years. Um, yeah. Establishing the team that went to the, being the best, being one of the best players, the two best players on the team that went to the conference championship. Yeah. He deserves to have his number retired. Absolutely. Real quick on that. I, yeah. I don't want to get into, you know, who's the greatest Raptor of all time. I think he is. I, I would probably say DeRozan in his prime, and I would say his prime was last year and the year before. Mm-hmm. Uh, would be better than Vince in his prime, which I think Vince's prime was last year of Toronto, like his time in New Jersey, give or take, that, that era. That era. And I think there was just, DeRozan accomplished a lot more. He was drafted and, I mean, I think Raptors fans would have loved to see him stay with the Raptors the whole time. But drafted and really, like, learned a lot. He was very coachable and, you know, I just, I, I think he was a better player than Vincent Bosch for me. Okay. And, that, and, and yeah, like, depends who you talk to. I know Chris Bosch was was super smooth at the time and was an all star, but to me, I w- I would want if I was you know classic if I was building a franchise and I could have Vince Bosch or DeRozan in his prime, I'd probably take DeRozan. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah, we'll leave that. We I'm sure we could chat about that sure. for, for a long time. Um. So t- tell me a bit about this idea of like a rental. So you know everyone's saying that obviously the Raptors are trying to to get to the NBA Finals. They're trying to compete. In the playoffs they're trying to contend and this is you know very sufficient way to get there i think for them sure um i don't know they're not the best team in the east no and that's and that's where i was going i don't i, I don't i don't look at this roster with Kawhi leonard and and danny green we haven't really talked about danny green yeah um i don't look at that roster and say they're better than a boston or even honestly i don't think they're they're better than philly for me and i think they would have a hard time against the pacers roster right now and I could see the Eastern Conference playoffs easily going. They get in, Raptors get Indiana in the first round, Philly, and then Boston. I could see something of that nature. Um, don't know, obviously. Like I'm not predicting that, but I think they're the second. I think they're tied for the second best team in the East with Philly. Me. Yeah. Okay. Behind the Celtics. Yeah. To me, my my only problem with this trade, and I I do this trade ten times out of ten if yeah. I'm Toronto, um, is that I couldn't. I don't know if I could have beaten the Celtics last year in the postseason, and that's the weakest Celtic team I'm going to see in the next three, four years. Yeah. That's the weakest Celtic team I'm going to see. There's no Kyrie, no Gordon Hayward. Jason Tatum's only going to get better. Mm-hmm. Uh, same goes for Jalen Brown. Yeah. So I played, I got up against the weakest, I got up against the weakest Celtics team I could see in the next three, four years, and I don't even think I could have beaten them. I didn't get the chance because I got swept by the weakest LeBron team we've seen in a long time. Well, I, I was just going to say, so, I was going to say, do you think the Cavs are one of the weakest 
like Cavs yeah. or LeBron teams we've seen. I'd say so. Yeah, you know, the Celtics pushed them to seven, and so did the Pacers. So yeah, yeah. I think it was just a collapse as far as the sweep, but yeah, I think they a couple games got away from them yeah. late, and they just lost a couple games and and LeBron James really that they're not they were never going to win that series the way that they performed and the way LeBron played. Yeah, but that series easily could have gone six. Yeah, which in the end is the case with a lot of sweeps. But absolutely. So little history of the Raptors playoffs. So the last three years they've lost to LeBron. I think years prior to that they lost to Brooklyn in a Paul Pierce dagger game, and then the year before that the Knicks I believe eliminated them when Melo was was still on the team. Yeah, so that was a few years prior. That was a few years. Yeah, because the yeah. the Brooklyn year is the first year they were back in the postseason. Oh. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Oh, I do. I thought they had a series with the Knicks. Huh. Anyways. Yeah, and so the main thing, like, was I think the Raptors fans uh, understood when LeBron was with the Lakers, I was like, oh, great. We don't have to beat Cleveland this year. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, like you mentioned, like, a good Celtics team, Philly a good team, even, like, Milwaukee and Indiana are looking pretty good. Well, Milwaukee, I think, got a bit worse this offseason. But... They're, you know, I, I get it. The East isn't as good as the West, but they're still good teams. And you still got to deal with, you know, the Eastern Conference pl- playoff tree. You don't just skip those phases. So yeah. I, I still think that the Raptors are going to have a lot to, like, figure out. And obviously a new co- new coach and nurse, he's got a lot to, to figure out. And it's kind of a rebranding in a sense. And so, you know, what a lot of people are talking about, too, on, on, on Twitter and whatnot, is the idea of, if, of, of Kawhi as a rental. So if Kawhi, you know, they contend the playoffs, they have a good run outcome to be determined, then, you know, you can put him on the market next summer or even earlier. I know you you kind of talked about a potential move in December, like at the trade deadline. Yeah, or even sooner. Um, We'll, we'll come back to that. Yeah. But what I would say is I think you know that the, cur- the current Raptor team ceiling was hit. Yeah. They cannot, they can't, that team couldn't get to the finals. Masai would have done anything, would have loved for that core and the elite bench that he put around it mm-hmm. to go to the finals yeah. and to play in the finals. That That's all he's, that's what he's wanted. He loved, like, he loved Amar. He loves Kyle Lowry, but it doesn't work. He knows the team's aging. Lowry's past his prime and probably going to be, be pretty, On pretty much done slope. here in the yeah. next couple of years. So you take a shot, you go get, you go get an elite player and you take a shot. And if you don't resign him in the summer... Next summer, you go full rebuild mode. Rebuild mode. Yeah. Now, the one what I was gonna say is, um, is it is it Shy or Shay Alexander? Shay. Shay Alexander. Thank you. Yeah, I think so. so. Shay Alexander from Kentucky, drafted by um, the Clippers. The Raptors were very adamant that they were trying to trade up mm-hmm. to get him. Trade that that deck was traded, I think. Either him yes, or Jerome the, Robinson was traded, but yeah, yeah the Clippers. Raptors were trying to get up into the into the draft to try and draft him. Is there the possibility that they could look at trading Kawhi to L.A. where he wants to be? Yeah, clarification, L.A. Clippers. L.A. Clippers, thank you. Yeah. And try and get Alexander back? I don't know. It's been thrown around on Twitter. I've yeah. heard it from other people. Just just a thought, just an idea. Now, yeah. I don't I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're in it to have Kawhi play for them for the whole year. Um, But just a thought. No, I'd like to add, I always thought Kawhi was more of a Clippers guy than a Lakers guy. And I think I could see him falling into the Clippers rotation better than the Lakers as of right now. As of now, yeah. And, yeah, for the Raptors, it doesn't work out. Or, you know, he wants out right away. 
you then have so much leverage to trade for young assets, right? It's really, and this is something, you know, I, I, I took some time to kind of think about and read some articles on, uh, cause initially it was like, Oh no, you don't know what this guy's going to do. Are you going to be good enough with one player to, you know, really carry you through the Easter conference playoff tree. Mm-hmm. But now, even if that doesn't work, it's like, okay, we're going to make something like we're either going to get some young asset assets or, or draft picks from you. And you're going to kind of speed up the, the re the new era of the Raptors. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, Lowry can't stay there forever. Habaka's, you know, on the downward spiral too. Not that he really is the, the heart of this team for most people, but you got, you know, awesome young players and Van Vliet. Uh, I know Lorenzo Brown is working a contract. Who knows what that yeah. could be? DeLon Wright showed massive improvements. Yeah, Wright, Wright looks like he could be a player. OG. OG. Siakam. You know, I don't know if they're going to bring uh, Nagira back to play backup center. We'll see. I think that's one position where they're, they're going to need, need yeah. some help. But, yeah, they, like they're... They're really, I think, like made a smart move looking long term, which I really, which I do commend the the Raptors for. Short term, it's a bit risky, but I think long term, it, it'll it'll work out for them. But time will tell. You take a chance. If in the end he wants to walk in the summer and leave forty, forty million dollars on the table. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So what? Then my rebuild starts a little earlier. I move on. Maybe I move on from Lowry, and I start retooling the team. Um. And again, the one thing I, I would caution people to remember, we saw this with Paul George a year ago. Paul George has also struggled with injuries. And I think when you have a player who's struggled with injuries, that will make you realize how much you appreciate guaranteed money in a contract. Leonard has missed a full year. Who knows what next year is going to look like? Yeah. It's a big question. Sometimes that extra year and that $50 million extra money starts to look pretty sweet when you don't know how well your body's going to hold up. And I think that definitely played into... As much as Paul George throwing the party in OKC, I love it here, I love it here, the extra year and all the money definitely played into his decision. So, who knows? You never know until next summer. Yeah, and so there was the report a couple days ago, we talked about leaving stuff on the table. So, Kawhi was eligible for the Supermax with the Spurs, which would have been, what, 200 and 21 million? Yeah, something like that. And so then you you know, looking at some of the numbers, Dan Favell put out uh, some some good content about this. He's a writer at Bleacher Report and he said the rap, the most Raptors can offer is 4 years. No, 5. 5 years. 5 years, 190. 190. Yeah. 190. And the most the Lakers could is or any other team. Or any other team really who had the cap space. And 2019 a lot of teams are going to have cap space. Uh is is what is around four for one forty. Four for one forty. Yeah, and so there, you're not locked. You're not locked in to long term money, which you know I think is good considering that they have Lowry locked up for a few more years. Mm-hmm. On you know what I think you and I would both agree is not a healthy contract. It's starting to sour. Yeah, yeah. it's starting to sour, and yeah, it, it's it's just so weird thinking that Kawhi Leonard as a Raptor and that like he's playing in Canada and wanted to go to LA and you know, there's that whole narrative too, but it's exciting. I, I think, I think it'll be fun. I still like for me, I'll, I'll say, I think the Spurs got a bit of the upper hand. I think they could even mess around and contend for the eight seed. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, 
the and they really like the reason why I I think the Spurs wanted it. I, frankly, is because Parker left Ginobili probably his last season. You know their rookies aren't looking like anything outstanding. They're looking like solid role players, as all Spurs have been. Um, and now you get in a superstar who really, you know, and and a young player who can defend, who who can really like carry the scoring for your team with Lamarcus Aldridge. And I think without that, if you would have done something with the Lakers, you're just bringing in more young assets, and those young assets don't have like the Spurs mentality that no. you, you know that you know that that organization uh, drills into their players. So I commend them for that. Raptors, the big question mark, who knows how, how this guy's going to look. I know that Kawhi apparently is going to be playing at the mini camp at Team USA. Yeah, I heard that too. Which I think is going to be a bit awkward. <laughs> right? Like, Yo, it's definitely going to be a little bit awkward. Kawhi, Kawhi, Pop coaching, and yeah, Pop is finally back with the, like talking to the media. And, you know, he said, you know, it's it was a good trade for both teams, and I would have to agree. Yeah, I think it's going to be very interesting. I think it's pretty cool. It's the best, it's the most talented player that's I think that's ever worn a Raptors uniform. Yeah. I think it's the best player that's ever worn a Raptors uniform. So, it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. The best player in the Eastern Conference plays yeah. in Toronto. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that there'll be people who challenge you on that, but... The best player in the East? Yeah. Who? Irving. Embiid. Okay. Ky- okay. Kyrie and Kawhi, very similar situations. Last year, their contract. Yeah. Both coming off big injuries. Big question mark. Mm. Look at them. Uh, Ka- Kawhi in 2016. Ka- Kyrie in 2016. Those are pretty good players. Yeah. I think Kawhi's better. Kawhi's sure. a better player in 2016. Sure. Overall, defensively. Yeah. Overall. <laughs> Embiid? Uh, sample size still a little on the small side yeah. there. I, I think, like, the overall, he's overall the best player. Yeah. But there's a lot of, like, fun players in the East. Oh, there's no no doubt there's a lot of fun players in the East. And a lot I'm of... I'm talking about overall basketball ability. Sure. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll Production. What he, what he gives me on a nightly basis, both ends of the floor. Yeah. There's no player in the Eastern Conference I wouldn't rather have on my team than Kawhi right now. I hope he does. I hope he... Performs. <laughs> I hope so too, man. Why do you think people are saying he's going to sit out? Like not show yeah. up? Yeah, kind of or, or not show up. Or they like he's going to This is always it. overblown. Yeah. I, I've i never understood this. Like, What does he gain if he does he that? He gains nothing. First off, like there are fine structures in place yeah. for not showing up to your contract. Oh, absolutely. And they get expen- it gets expensive really, really quickly. Absolutely. So he will show up. It may not be his ideal situation. Yep. His ideal situation is L.A. doesn't matter where they traded him. Right? I get whatever. He doesn't like the cold weather. That's the new thing. He doesn't like cold. Like, come on, dude. Like, you got to be better than that. But <laughs> whatever. But where did he go to school? Didn't he go to he school? He went to San Diego State. Oh, okay. Never mind. He's from California. But apparently, like, he stayed in his hotel room the entire All-Star weekend because it was so cold. Now, it was it was ridiculously cold that weekend. This past no, when in he also Toronto. Was in Toronto, he stayed in his hotel room the entire weekend except to go to the game and like the dude. This guy is a mystery, weird dude. But like, if I had dinner with him, I don't know what we talk about. I don't think you talk about much. Crazy, but no. Just to finish the point, he yeah, will sorry. show up. He will play for the Raptors this summer. Whether or not he resigns, still to be determined. We don't know. I. 
For all we know, he's going to sign with the Lakers on July 1st of 2019. Yeah. For, or sign with the Clippers, sign with an L.A. team, like yeah. he said he's going to. But he will. he's going to show up, he's going to play for the Raptors, and I, I have no worry that that's not going to happen. Technical question. Sure. So for free agent signings, that was now kind of past us for the most part, mm-hmm. team, you can't, like, sign a player, then dump him right away. You have to wait three months, Three right? months, yeah. What What's the time period of trades? Hmm. So once this trade, I, I know they have 48 hours to do the medical or whatever. I read, I, it is, huh, it's not as long. Yeah. I think it's, it's either late August, it's sometime in August or it's early September that they could trade him. I think it's early, I think it's two months or so. Like before training yeah. camp. Because I, I looked into that and I also looked into, um, Alexander. Yeah. The Clippers. Because if you remember back when Love was flipped for Wiggins, they agreed to the deal in principle, but had to wait because Wiggins had signed his rookie deal. Yeah, that was and awkward. Thus, and thus was protected. And I think that runs into about early August for Alexander, okay. if you were going to do that. But again, that's just straight speculation. Yeah, something absolutely. To talk about. But no, they have to they have to wait a little bit, but it does come before the start of the season. Mm-hmm. If you were trading DeRozan away, mm-hmm. or no, sorry, let me rephrase that. Is Kawhi Leonard the best player you could have gotten for... Trading DeRozan? Yeah. On the market right now? Yeah. I think so. I think so. And I think that fact in itself is, again, kudos to Toronto. Sucks, like, obviously his Kawhi situation and lack the lack of screen time we've seen him this summer, uh, working out or anything like that, but... People in Toronto have begged, and Canadian basketball fans have begged the Raptors to be aggressive. Yeah. They have begged for the Raptors to be aggressive. The Raptors have been so boring. The last few years. Not not on the court. They've been fantastic on yeah. the court. But as far as off-seasons. As far as the off-seasons. They've brought the, the band back. Yep. Yeah, they went out and got Ibaka. But that wasn't that exciting. They gave up Ross and a pick. Mm-hmm. You've begged them to be exciting. This is what happens when you're exciting. And you make aggressive moves. Just ask Boston fans. Sure. Nobody's crying about Isaiah Thomas anymore. No. Nobody's crying about Isaiah Thomas. Nope. Absolutely not. No. So <laughs> yeah. and people were upset at the time, you know, where's the loyalty? Yeah. Yada yada yada. This and this is what people have wanted. They've wanted somebody who's gonna make an aggressive move and push all the chips in the t- in the center of the table. And yeah. that's what they've done. And yeah, I think in the end the trade, you know, it's a cliche, but I think both teams win this trade. Mm-hmm. I think the trade works for both sides. You mentioned loyalty again, and I've said it before, this is now the norm of the NBA. Players well, front offices or players, whether you leave on your own doing, like Kevin Durant, it made it seem like it was his own doing. Yeah. Um, you leave on your own accord or by, mm-hmm. you know, like ask, you're shown the door, so to speak. It's, it's really about a business. Loyalty is not as much as a thing. I think looking back like 10 years ago when, you know, players... If Dirk Nowitzki plays for another team than the Mavericks, I will lose all hope in the word loyalty altogether. Yeah. And it, yeah, it is a business name. Yeah, it is. And there's a lot of, you know, the, the, the whole landscape of the NBA, this is another tangent, but the whole landscape of the NBA is changing, right? Mm-hmm. And so guys like, like a Dirk or guys like a Kawhi are going to start to become more common. And, you know, guys like Stephen Curry are already starting to be, become more common. And there's just, you know, a lot of, of changes in the NBA and a lot of these young players really adapting and becoming, you know, in, into a new type of breed mm-hmm. of player. And so 
I don't really know where I was going at that point, to be honest. But it, yeah, loyalty, loyalty is dead in the NBA. Yep. Except Dirk. Except, Except Dirk. for Dirk. I can't think of any other player. Well, Manu. But uh, Manu's not really. Uh, didn't probably didn't get many offer sheets. I think in his career. Yeah. Yeah. Are you trying to think of like a player who spent his whole career? Yeah. Well, Duncan. Sure, but like right now. Oh, right. Not retired. Uh, I don't know if there is another one. Yeah. Dirk, yeah. Dirk and Ginobili. Yes. Um, I can't think. Udonis Haslam. Gotta shout out Udonis Haslam. Yes. But has he played for another team in the Heat? Hang on. I'm checking on, I'm checking on one more player here. Okay. Yeah, it's... Yeah, okay. Just retired. Um, or... I don't know if he actually has officially retired. Nick Collison. Nick Collison. Spent his entire career with Seattle and then Oklahoma City. Yeah, that's true. I guess Westbrook in that case has as well. Yeah. He's Hmm. also been... Him and Collison are the last two. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Um, Any... We can do a a quick news. Marcus Smart apparently offered... uh, By... uh, By Boston. By Boston, yeah. Four years between 46 to 52 million. Well played. Well played by the Celtics. Yeah. They waited him out. Yeah, it's a... A little ex- expensive, I think, for my taste. Yeah, I think it's right where he deserves. Yeah. Well, you know, I saw something interesting, too, that they talked about how Julius Randle's agent should get fired because guys from Julius Randle's class, like Marcus Smart and Dante Axum, are getting these offers, and Julius Randle took, what, two for 18? Yeah. I get that he's a bit of a different also build. Come, yeah. You know what? It also comes down to what's available for you. You saw, I think, Rand- Randle... Um, they moved quite quickly mm-hmm. in doing that deal. Yeah. Um, it's just so hard to know. Yeah. You know, honestly, yeah, I I still can't believe Exum got that contract. Yeah, it's it still doesn't make sense to me why yeah. he got so much money. I'm I'm a Celtics fan, and I'm kind of questioning the contract. So that would come around like 12, 13 a yeah, year, right? Yeah, Smart's also a, a far superior player to Randall. Sure. Um, yeah. I have no problem with paying Smart $13 million a year yeah. at all. I. I was getting worried when I thought it in, you know, you started looking at last summer, he's talking 16, right, yeah. 17 a year. Now it doesn't make sense, but mm-hmm. at that money, that's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. A couple other quick things. Brooklyn got yeah. Jeremy Lin, Shabazz Napier, Travion Graham. No, sorry. Sent, sent Jeremy Lin away. Got Shabazz Napier, Travion Graham, Kenneth Freed, Ed Davis. Yeah. I th- they have Jared Allen, D'Angelo Russell, Spencer Dinwiddie. I think Brooklyn had a really sneakily good offseason. Yeah. I I thought their offseason was pretty good last season, too. Um, yeah, but they had nothing to play for this, yeah. this past year, right? Uh-huh. They got Well, they have something to not to play for slash not play for in a draft pick now. Yeah, well, uh, finally the, the smoke of the Garnett trade is, is gone. Is settling, yeah. I think, they've, I think they've done well. They've done as much as they can with having no draft picks. Yeah. In the last few years. And, uh, yeah, I think they're going in the right direction. Yeah. I, I don't know. I get excited with Brooklyn because they've been, they had a good stint there. But I just, I enjoy watching the Nets play. Yeah, they play. In a, I, they I play love in a, watching Jared Allen play. It's also a beautiful arena to watch games in. Exactly. Like, it's, yeah. it's just nice. I hope the Knicks are there soon. Knicks are another interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, too. Uh, give me the mellow situation. What do you think of that? The mellow situation. I don't he's know. kind of like the last. Well, once Smart goes, and obviously Capella. Yeah, I think he's. I don't think he's in too much of a hurry. Yeah. No. Pockets are fat with buyout money. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think I. 
has he actually even officially been bought out yet? No. No, they're they're shopping. They're looking. It was. Looking for a it trade. was a bunch of hype. It was saying either Rockets or Miami, and then it kind of went silent. Well, I think he's going to be bought out. He's going to yeah. get paid out for the buyout, and then yeah, maybe the Heat. Maybe he goes and signs with the Rockets. Mm-hmm. I like him on the Rockets. That'd be fun. Yeah, I mean, why not? Why not? You I lost. Want more characters in this West. This war of the West. Him and Gerald Green would be hilarious playing together. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. And him and Chris. And him and Paul are, you know, friendly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're buddies. I, I would assume him and Harden are friendly. It would make sense. Mm-hmm. So, hey. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. Well, that is our take on the Kawhi Leonard deal. And, yeah, thanks for listening. And we will be back soon. Bye-bye.